It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Aside from a house or a car specifically, what is the most expensive thing you own? Wendy? A car. Name an animal with three letters in its name. Alligator. Mm. Name something that's better than being rich. Poor. Besides a bird, something in a birdcage. Hamster. Something that comes with a summer storm. Snow. Something Russia is famous for, Bob. Russians. Something a burglar would not want to see when he breaks into a house. Rob. Naked Grandma. Reason you might stay indoors on a beautiful day. Because it's raining? Name something you might buy that could turn out to be phony. Yeah, a horse. Name a time that most people get up. In the morning. A time most people go to bed. At night. This is the 7 at 11 on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. We uh, mentioned it earlier. Um, it was pretty unbelievable watching Baker Mayfield on Thursday night. You know, two days after arriving in Los Angeles, leading a fourth quarter comeback, you know, a last second comeback win over the Las Vegas Raiders on Thursday night football. So what I want to know very simply, is in the history of the NFL, who has the most fourth quarter comebacks? And it was kind of funny. And part of the reason I wanted to do this, I heard Homer say on the air this week, Homer, who you could hear two to four uh, on ESPN Milwaukee, and you could hear him uh, a bunch uh, with Wilde and Tausch and wherever you're listening and on the Wisconsin On Demand app. He said, Aaron, you know, I think it was uh, after the game, actually, on the post game, which you can listen to on both of these stations. I heard him say, like, the Packers are probably, are finally bad enough where Aaron Rodgers could have fourth quarter comebacks, that they were never bad enough. So Aaron Rodgers is actually tied for 27th all time in fourth quarter comebacks. I'm giving, uh, giving you guys a, uh, a free uh, wrong guess. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, like, in most quarterback things – He's going to be in the top seven, at least. Uh, the idea that Aaron Rodgers is not in the top, you know, he's tied for 27th, uh, is pretty fascinating to think about. And I think it does speak to what Homer said about just how good the actual team has been. Max, we're going to let you jump in in uh, Kyle's spot here. I'm going to let you uh, take some guesses. And once you miss, we will open it up to the callers. All-time NFL. This goes all the way back. Who are the top seven Quarterbacks with the most comeback victories. Uh, I feel like I might be dumb saying this, but I swear he's been up there for a long time. Is Matthew Stafford in the top seven in terms of fourth quarter comebacks? Matthew Stafford is a quite an odd first guess to go with. Like I feel like that could be like the seventh guess. And if it was your seventh guess, it would have been correct. He is tied for number six on the list. So he's tied for that sixth and seventh spot. Uh, you may have a chance to make a pretty nice run once you get Matthew Stafford. Uh, that, that's one of the harder ones on here. Who else yeah. you got? 
Well, the obvious one is Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady hasn't had one in a long time, right? I mean, he hasn't had one since, what was it, last Monday <laughs> where he had an incredible? I mean, you think about this past week, we had Aaron have the one on Sunday against the Bears. Then Brady has an incredible one on Monday against the Saints. And then, uh, as we said, Thursday, it was Baker Mayfield. Tom Brady is now number one. They mentioned it on the broadcast. I didn't want to ruin that, but he passed someone for number one on the list with 44 all-time fourth-quarter comebacks. Uh, is is Brett Favre in there? Uh, Brett Favre is not only uh, not the person who he passed for number one, but Brett Favre is number 13 oh. of all-time. Brett Favre is not on the list of the most fourth-quarter comebacks in the history of the NFL. That now opens it up for you to give us a call right now. It is 800-990-ESPN. That is 800. By the way, when I say ESPN, that's because like certain phones, like the one I'm looking at, the E is number three, the S and the P are number seven, and the N is number six. So that's why when I say, you know, because... Young people may not know. They're like, I'm looking at my phone, and my phone like doesn't really have like let. Oh, actually, your your phone even has letters. Look at that. See, all right, that makes sense. Eight hundred nine nine zero ESPN. Yeah, it's right there on my on the phone right here. It's eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six is the number that gets you in. We're looking for five players who have. As many or more fourth-quarter comebacks as Matthew Stafford, which Max guessed for us, is pretty unbelievable. Pretty unbelievable. Matthew Stafford is top seven of all time in fourth-quarter comebacks. And we're talking about all time here. Let's uh, start out uh, by going to Karina, bartender. You're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Karina. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Who do you have for our list? Uh, John Elway. John Elway, the guy was Mr. Fourth Quarter Comeback. Of course John Elway would be on this list. John Elway is number nine. 31 comebacks does not crack the top seven. Nice try, Karina. Where do you bartend? Um, Sardine in Madison. Nice, nice, nice. Thanks for calling. I'll have to uh, figure out what that is and maybe... uh... Try to get there sometime. Let's go to Ryan. Financial Services, you're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good, good, good. John Elway. Good. How is morning. John Elway not on the list? Matthew Stafford has three more uh, three more fourth-quarter comebacks than John Elway. Who do you want to add to the list, Ryan? I'm thinking Vinny Testaverde. Vinny Testaverde, another one of those guys, kind of like a Stafford, played on a lot of bad teams, played for a long time, had a lot of comebacks. Your instincts were great to think of him in this way. Vinny Testaverde is top 10 of all time. Vinny Testaverde Ah. is tied at number 10 of all time. He is not going to make our 7 at 11, but well done uh, thinking of uh, Vinny Testaverde. So we got... Aaron Rodgers at 27th, Brett Favre at 13th, Vinny Testaverde at 10th, John Elway at 9th. Our only two correct answers are number six, Matthew Stafford, number one, Tom Brady. We go to Chef Ed. You're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Chef. Morning, morning, Craig. How's it going? Excellent, excellent. It's been a while. Good to hear from you. Yeah, two I think I know for sure. Uh, 
Peyton Manning's got to be on there. Peyton Manning is absolutely on there, and that is who they mentioned on Monday Night Football. Tom Brady was able to pass. Brady now with 44, passing Manning, who had 43. Who else do you have? The other one one I remember a lot of big comebacks is Big Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben Roethlisberger is number three on that list. So he is right behind Peyton Manning. Well done. Do you want to have any more you want to try? Yeah, now I'll have to think a little bit. Let's see. uh, Guys at Clemson. How about, well, I know you had a lot of games with, with Atlanta. How about Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan is correct. Matt Ryan checks in at number four on this list. Uh, 38 comebacks for Matt Ryan. Nicely done. Do you have another? Uh, Craig, I think I'm going to leave it open. I, I think I'm running out of gas here. Go All back. right. Well, well done. more left? Well, well done, uh, Chef Ed, uh, as he uh, knocks out a bunch of those. Only two guesses remaining. We only have two out there that are left. So we have Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger, Ryan, Matt Stafford at number six. Two answers remain. We go to the honest one. Honest Mike, you're on Sunday Karma. Honest Mike? Mike, are you there? Oh, wait. No? No, Mike? Hello? Oh, there you go. It was on our end. Sorry about that. Honest Mike. Could, okay. Before that, what do you think of the Badger football hire? Uh, I think it was a great hire. Okay. I just want to make sure because I have not heard anyone who is not a fan of it, and I know you are a, uh, a critical viewer, a uh, fairly critical viewer of the program, so I just want to make sure uh, you know I wasn't missing something. All right. Yeah, and I and I hope they do something with the uh, hockey program. Yeah, of course. Soon. <laughs> I mentioned you're critical. Yep, you had to find a way to get that in. <laughs> and uh, by the way, that volleyball game last night, I was watching. Uh, what a gutty performance again by those women! Incredible run last year. Incredible run this year. Obviously, uh, wanted to go back to the final four, but uh, taking that match against Pitt to the fifth set when they were down was impressive and uh, really. And just, they did win, didn't they? No, no, they lost. No. Oh. No, they they lost. Right. It, it was I and mean, they had a even in the fifth set, they had an incredible comeback and brought it back to tied at thirteen and you felt like they were gonna win it and uh and they just didn't. I mean it, it was I mean a great, great match. Such a such oh, yeah. Man. It was like all those ones they won last year and this year they just didn't win it. Uh all right, Mike, who do yeah. you have? All right, this is not my guess, but tell me where Fran Turkington is on the list. I mean, can we really? Are we allowed to do that? Um, you know what? You've earned <laughs> well, it over the. You've earned it over the years. I will do it, even though it wasn't your guess. He is number ten, tied with Vinny Testaverde Ooh. on the list. Uh, Drew Brees has got to be on that list. Drew Brees has got to be on that list, and Drew Brees is on that list at number five. Well done, Honest Mike. Do you have? And by the way, Honest Mike, for those of you new to the show, he is so good at this that we called him Honest Mike because for years. I was trying to uncover his cheating uh, scandals on the 7 and 11, and it turns out he just knows his stuff. Does he know who is tied for Matt Stafford for the final answer on this list? Has anybody guessed Dan Marino? That is absolutely the guess that I would have said is a guaranteed lock to have to be it. Dan Marino with 33 comebacks 
is one short. He is number eight on the list. Uh, I, I don't know how it's not, but a great job by Honest Mike, as always. And it shows you he uh, he's honest up. We'll continue to take your calls. We are missing one quarterback on our list. Most fourth quarter comebacks of all time. We will take your calls as we continue. It's 800-990-ESPN, 800-990-3776. Sunday Karma, ESPN, Wisconsin. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Let's see if we're ready to uh, knock out our final answer in the 7 at 11. We are looking for the seven all-time leaders in fourth quarter comebacks in NFL history. And uh, Tom Brady became number one on Monday with his comeback win over the New Orleans Saints. He passed Peyton Manning, who's at number two. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, and Drew Brees, 3-4-5. Matt Stafford tied for number six, looking for the player he is tied with. Guessed incorrectly, Dan Marino, John Elway, Vinny Testaverde, Fran Tarkenton, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. Looking for our final answer. Let's go to Steven, who's a teacher. Morning, Steven. Morning. How's it going? Good, good, good. Good to hear from you. Who is that final quarterback we're looking for? So as a Packers fan and, of uh, course, uh, a fan of the 60s of, like, Lombardi, um, I looked at other quarterbacks from that, that era, and um, Johnny Unitas was always my favorite. Is he on that list? Well, they, I mean, they played less games then. Um, you know, he played a lot of years, considering it was back then. You know, could it, yeah, a lot. Could, yeah, yeah, could sure. it be Johnny U, a guy who, you know, Won 118 games as quarterback uh, in Baltimore. Well, you know what? It is Johnny Unitas tied for number six on the list. Well done. Back then playing 14-game seasons, even 12-game seasons, I think, at the beginning of his career. He somehow had enough of those comeback wins. Good pull on Johnny U. Steven, where are you calling from? Uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, that's going to get you a 94.5 ESPN t-shirt. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. And thanks for your work as a teacher. I mean, I had, I mean, people legitimately. So I had, uh, my daughter had uh, her dance team uh, sleepover last night at the house. And you'd think when I told people that I was doing this, like that I was a crazy person to have 15 11, 12, 13, maybe a few 14. Yeah, 14. Yeah, they're definitely 14. 11, so to have 15, 11 through 14-year-old girls sleeping at the house, you would have thought, people thought I was crazy. And here Steven is and Jason and, I mean, his teachers, right? They deal with that every day, right? I mean, and people thought I was crazy to do it for one night. Of course they were well-behaved. They know what to do better than I do. Um, 
was absolutely fantastic. But thank you to all the teachers. Uh, another one of those occupations. Why we do it. We like to hear what people do because there's such an incredible diversity of uh, what makes up this community in so many different ways and including the different uh, careers that people have. And, uh, and uh, it's what makes our fans and our listening base uh, so unique. And it's uh, why we appreciate having all of you. All right. There was your seven at 11. Uh, we have a lot more uh, to come. I, I do want to sneak in uh, before, uh, you know, we'll talk more NFL coming up. And uh, there's some interesting things going into uh, both this week of the NFL and that uh, relate back to the Packers uh, and what comes next for them that we'll talk about. But real quick, I know a lot of people stayed up on Friday night to watch the end of that Bucks game as the uh, Bucks pull it out with some help from the Dallas Mavericks free throw shooting to uh, get a great road win. And I think we always like look at, you know, a regular season of 82 games and like when we were talking about earlier at the start of the show, like, do you feel like you need to watch the Heisman Trophy anymore? No. Do you feel you need to watch certain things? I mean, this Bucks season to me, every game has been so interesting. The Sacramento Kings game on Wednesday night, I wasn't able to attend. Fascinating, high-paced, fun game to watch. And then Friday night to see uh, the Bucks go on the road and win. And it's really cool anytime you win on the road against a really good team. But it's especially when you're able to do it without one of your great players, which Giannis had fouled out. So I know it's, you know, it's not like they played the whole game without him, but to do it in a raucous environment without Giannis, you think like, well, why does that matter? Like, well, he's, you know what? There's me times in the postseason where Giannis is in foul trouble, where Giannis fouls out. We saw it in the Eastern conference finals, right? You know, game three, Giannis gets hurt in game three bucks lose uh, and all of a sudden, right, you needed Chris Middleton to have an incredible game uh, on the road, you know, close out a, uh, a fourth, an incredible fourth quarter game uh, at Atlanta. And, uh, and the Bucks end up winning the Eastern Conference Finals without Giannis uh, the rest of the way. So, I mean, just seeing those wins, seeing the team come together, seeing the execution on the George Hill to Brooke Lopez pass, it all feels good when you win a regular season game. It's also uh, today, by the way, uh, it can sneak by on a Sunday. Tricky day for NBA games. The Bucks do play tonight at 6 o'clock in Houston. Uh, Rockets are not a great NBA team, but Rockets are pretty much a 500 home team. They play pretty well at uh, at home, So and they have a lot of young talent. Uh, so fun game uh, today for the Bucks, and hopefully they can get back-to-back wins in Texas as they beat the Mavericks on Friday. They uh, play the Rockets tonight. I mentioned uh, last night's game was big, as uh, if you're going to call it big this early in the year, as the Boston Celtics uh, dropped their sixth game of the year against Golden State. So there are now two teams in the NBA with six losses. Those are the Bucks and the Boston Celtics. So right there, uh, tied for first in the league in the loss column with six losses. Then you go out to the West where the Pelicans have eight, the Grizzlies have nine, and then uh, the Cavs, Nuggets, Suns, and Kings, uh, who I mentioned, all have 10. So pretty cool to see the Bucks without Middleton most of the start of the year playing this well. And then also um, still doing it without Joe Ingles, who uh, will be part, an important part of this team hopefully at some point. I was saying good things about teachers. Uh, let's sneak in Jason, who's a teacher. I, I don't say that many good things about you, do I, Jason? Good morning. 
<laughs> Good morning, Greg. Uh, no, you don't. But um, uh, are you calling to tell us about the Cowboys? What, what are we? What are we here to talk about today? Well, because 2022 is ending, and I don't know if I'm going to get back on. I just want to tell you, Greg, that you and your great brand, your great karma brand. I mean, you make a difference, and I just want. I'm being serious that I really appreciate you. Personally, I appreciate all the hard work that your staff does. I enjoy Sundays listening to your show. Sports, to me, is always entertainment. It relieves my stress, and uh, you guys do a great job. And although we're different fan base, it's all right, and uh, we can go back and forth. And I just wanted to say that before this year closes, that I, I really, really enjoy your show. So, um, Well, that's uh, so that's- nice to hear, Jason. And I talked about it like – the diversity of occupations is awesome, but so is also the diversity of fan bases, right? When you can have a, right. a Cowboys fan who uh, who can uh, yap a little bit more, in, uh, you know, and the thing about you is you'll do it in every year, right? You don't you don't mind if the Cowboys are four and eleven; you'll still be doing, it. and that that is fun. And Jason, I know we joke on the air, and uh, you know it, it is so great to have people like you listening, and we appreciate uh, you know the kind words you said about our team because they they do work so hard, and it does take a lot of people to uh, make this all happen, and uh, they do it because they care. So, Jason, happy holidays! Thank you so much for calling, and I hope we do talk you too, soon. Greg. Okay, man. Uh, so nice to hear from uh, from uh, Jason and so many people who uh, have been with us for so many years. And uh, as I said, we got a lot of stuff still to do today. Got about a half hour, and uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about today's games, uh, including some impact on the Green Bay Packers. As we roll on, it's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Most picks, which are getting more and more interesting as we look at Cover Five. You can join in our Palermo's picks on the Cover Five app. You win a hundred bucks, right? You you fought all this year for your fantasy football league, and you're already done. You weren't even going to win that much money there, so you can win a hundred bucks this week just by being the best at picking five games against the spread. You get points when you cover. You lose points when you don't. It's Cover 5. Download the Cover 5 app or go to Cover5.com to play. And uh, looking at a few of these games, and we'll, as I said, we'll get our picks next segment, but thinking about the Green Bay Packers, you know, it is a bizarre situation to be in, to be looking at, you know, a bye week this late in the year, right? We're in, you know, week 14, and we have a, a bye week. So a bye week in week 14 – uh, Bears also have the bye, but the Vikings and the Lions not only don't have a bye, but they play each other. And normally, you'd be like, all right, the Vikings are five games better than the Bears. That actually wouldn't be that surprising, right? Like, that's kind of how it normally is, right? Vikings might be like seven and five, and the Bears would be two and ten. Or the Vikings might be five and seven, and the Bears might be zero oh and twelve. Or the Lions might be zero oh and twelve. You know, the Vikings being five games better than the Lions at this point, 
normal. Packers uh, being four and a half games uh, or five and a half games behind the Vikings, not normal. But the thing that's kind of interesting about this is who you should be rooting for and also who's actually favored in this game. I mean, it's fascinating to realize that the Detroit Lions, five games worse than the Minnesota Vikings, below 500 on the season, below 500 at home. I mean, the Lions are a three and four team at home, are actually favored in this game against the Minnesota Vikings. And what I'm here to tell you is that you should be rooting for the Minnesota Vikings in this game as a Packers fan. You know, I, I went through the, the different postseason scenarios and the Lions are one of the more dangerous teams for the Green Bay Packers. Now, they're not certainly the most dangerous team because they're just, you know, half game behind the Packers right now and the Packers kind of control their own destiny against the Lions, you know, because they, they still have them on the schedule again this year. But Packers ain't catching the Vikings. I mean, it's not happening. I mean, the Packers could run the table and they're not catching the Vikings. So as weird as it sounds today, you're rooting for the Minnesota Vikings because you're not catching them either way and you want another NFC loss for the Lions. You want, uh, you want them feeling bad about themselves. You want anything negative there because when you look at what this is going to be and who these teams are that are going to be in the mix, if... As I said, and I know it's a huge if. I, I just live in that like crazy optimistic world. I I think if the Packers go nine and eight, they they actually make the postseason. Because I'm still not sold on those NFC East teams outside of the Eagles and the Cowboys. So to me, if this starts to happen, the Giants and Commanders are coming back down to earth. You're looking at the Seahawks. That's about it. I mean, so the Lions could be one of these teams that really matters. And if they get lost number eight today, and then the Packers are able to give them lost number nine, you're just getting one team wiped out. And at that point, for the Green Bay Packers, it's simply win a really, really, really difficult game at the Dolphins. Now, again, I'm saying they win at home against the Rams on Monday night, right? And then if they win that really difficult game... It's tough to go to Miami and win. We know how explosive the Dolphins' offense is. On Christmas, if they win that game and they're sitting there at 7-8 and with home Vikings, home Lions left, and the Vikings maybe have home field to play for, right? Maybe they're playing for a bye. They're still playing for something in that uh, you know chase with the Eagles. Who knows? The Cowboys could be in the mix. I, I think the Packers absolutely have that chance. So that's why I've said uh, I'm, I want Aaron Rodgers still playing. And this season, to me, is not over. And a big part of that and where it keeps going today is, uh, is if the Minnesota Vikings actually beat the Detroit Lions, who are favored against the Vikings by two and a half points. I mean, think about what that means, about people really believe uh, in you know the Detroit Lions. Pretty incredible. And... Uh, Really interesting to see TJ Hawkinson go against his uh, former team today. It should be a good game in the NFC North. 
Lots of good games to talk about. We will talk about them next because it's our Palermo's picks coming up, our Cover 5 picks coming up. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's that time. Yes, it's finally here. Craig makes his picks of the week. You can bet the house on it. Picks of the week on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. Presented by Palermo's Pizza, Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Can't wait to see what happens next. On ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Oh, we've talked about companies and how they can impact a community. How about Palermo's Pizza? Impacting a community by giving us lots of delicious pizza, which they do for people all over the country, right? But they're especially doing it in our community because you could work at Palermo's Pizza. Join their team. Go to palermospizza.com. Talk about entrepreneurs. We talked to Jeff Smolian earlier. What Giacomo Faluca and Angelo Faluca and the Palermo's team uh, has done is absolutely incredible, building up uh, a best-in-class, iconic brand uh in Palermo's, and within it, a family of brands, Screaming Sicilian, Urban Pie, Connie's, and more. When you're at the grocery store and you're going to buy frozen pizza for your family, they make it so that you can buy whatever makes sense for you, right? They have the thin crust. They have the neighborhood pizza. They have all different kinds, and you can know you're supporting Wisconsin when you do it. Wisconsin's hometown pizza, Palermo's Pizza. It is the only frozen pizza I buy. Legitimately, I tell you, I do about half my grocery shopping at Target. They don't have Palermo's Pizza. I will never, you see me at Target, random people. I saw a guy last time, Zach, who saw me, right? He could tell you, didn't have a Palermo's Pizza there. I will not buy one, uh, a frozen pizza that's not a Palermo's Pizza. The pizza's too good, and they are a Wisconsin company, which I love supporting. Wisconsin's hometown pizza, Palermo's Pizza, Palermo's Picks time, and time to look at our cover five and our cover five finds Jen Lada in last place, Kyle Wallace in next to last place. The loser of our competition needs to take the ACTs on a Saturday morning in Wisconsin. Think about that. If you're a kid and you're like, okay, I'm used to watching Jen Lada on college game day on Saturdays, and I just came to take my ACTs, and college football season's over, NFL season's over. Jen Lada is now taking the ACTs at my school. Like, I mean, Jen has to get it together right now, right? I mean, Kyle Wallace, by the way, if he comes in last, he used to work for the University of Marquette before he became full-time with our company, leading 1017 The Truth. I mean, here's the guy who used to go around recruiting kids taking their ACTs. Now he's going to have to take it on a Saturday. I mean, these two need to get it together. These picks are huge. We'll see what happens. We go straight to this week's games. I I'm really nervous about one of my picks. I don't know why I was so confident in it. And Max Meyerson's with us. I'm going to have to get his thoughts on it. We'll go to that game last um, because I feel good about these other games. First, we go to Cincinnati where Deshaun Watson has his second game as starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. You look at this game and you see on cover five, it is a six-point spread. The Cleveland Browns, who have dominated the Cincinnati Bengals, are getting six. The spread in reality is down to four. So if you're playing cover five with us, you download the cover five app. I love the Browns in this one because I'm going to take six points against a team we saw them dominate on Monday Night Football earlier in the year. 
I still feel great about the Browns defense coming off that first game against Houston. How could you expect Deshaun Watson to do anything in that first game with all the emotions, everything, and then you're playing against the Texans? I really think they get it together here. I know the Bengals look good coming off that win over the Chiefs, but I will take the Cleveland Browns plus six in cover five as the spread is down to four in reality. Let's talk about big spreads. Let's talk about cover five difference makers. Uh, The other week, I had Dallas against Indy on Sunday night. And in the fourth quarter, I think they added 33 points to my cover five. That's the beauty of cover five. You're not just trying to win. You're trying to win big. And Mike McCarthy has shown he's not going to shut it down until there's three, four minutes left in the game. The Houston Texans have been tough against the spread this year. I get it. But at 110-1 in the Battle of Texas, I don't care if the Cowboys are laying 17 points. I will lay all 17 points, and then I'll expect Dallas to get me another 10 in cover five with a 27-point win today. I will take the Cowboys minus 17 against the Texans. Next one, interesting one. I'm going to go all the way to Sunday night. I'll go a little bit out of order for you, and we'll look at that. Chargers hosting the Dolphins. We know there's no home field advantage for L.A. when they're at SoFi Stadium, right? We know, as we said earlier, the Miami Dolphins are absolutely explosive. There's no reason to be surprised, then, that the Dolphins are favored in this game on the road. I'm just not not seeing it that way. I'm seeing that this game is a, a coin toss. This game could go either way, right? Every Chargers game could go either way. We know this game is going to come down to the final possession. We know it's going to be an awesome Sunday night game. We know even if the Chargers are down two scores, it'll get interesting late. And to me, if you can get three points at home for a, a team that is in a coin toss game, I'm going to take that. Because I, I think the Chargers you know, could end up winning this game by four points, which, uh, which gives me seven points in cover five, the way it works. right? So I'm going to take the San Diego Chargers. Oh, the San Diego Chargers. I'll take the LA Chargers. I'll t- I, would, I would actually, they'd be favored. I, I honestly think they'd be favored if they were still the San Diego Chargers in this game. But as the LA Chargers, they're 6-6. Six and six. They're a debacle of an organization for how much talent they have. But I will take them, and uh, I'll take uh, three points with them being a home dog there. Next game is a, is a really interesting one. I saw when I was looking at this game, 91% of all people are picking the Seahawks to cover against the Panthers today. are betting on Geno Smith, favored by three and a half against the Carolina Panthers. And it makes sense. Geno Smith's been an incredible story. Geno Smith has been better than Russell Wilson. Like, it's not even like a debate. The Carolina Panthers, despite being winless on the road, have actually showed some spunk, have actually showed some fight. They've won two of their last three games, winning at Baltimore, or, or sorry, losing at Baltimore is the only loss in there. And that was a game where they only gave up 13 points uh, to the Ravens. They've beaten the Falcons. They've beaten the Broncos. And they've stayed in games. Dante Foreman is a force. I think he runs the ball really, really well today against Seattle. I think this game ends up staying really close. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Panthers win. But with three and a half points... I'm going to go against the 91% of the population who is taking Seattle, and I'll uh, give you the Carolina Panthers. So here's the game finally, and I, Max, I need your help on this one. I was like super-duper confident in this one, and I, I took this in every pool of man. I'm in every way I could wager legally. I, I don't wager illegally. It's just not worth the upside. Um, 
but I do spend a lot of time in Illinois and New Jersey and New York. So there's opportunities. Let's be honest. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I, I, I'm not bought into them, but they're facing a guy playing his first game ever, right? I mean, Purdy is starting his first game. I understand he came in and looked okay, right? But getting three and a half points, Brady versus Purdy? I mean, are we even having this conversation? So I I am going with the with the Buccaneers, and I'm taking the three and a half points. But am I crazy here? Like, are the 49ers just the team that, like, doesn't ever get the respect they deserve? They've won five straight games now. I mean, Jimmy G, I think this is all I hate on Jimmy G, right? Like, that anyone can just be their quarterback and they'll be fine. I, I like the Buccaneers here uh, against a guy who is starting his first ever game. Where, where, where do you think I'm going right or wrong? Uh, I, I mean, obviously, when you say it like that on paper, Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy, I totally understand where you're coming from. But to me, this more has to do with the Niners' defense and just how the way they were able to, you know, stop Miami last week. In that game, they really dominated Miami for the they most part. They haven't given up 20 points since they gave up over 40 to the Chiefs. Right. right? So, so in those five wins, they haven't given up 20 points once. And we know the Buccaneers' offense has not been that good this year, right? I mean, they had a good you know, a good two drives to end that game Monday, but they haven't been good. Exactly. So I, th- I think when you factor that in, I don't know if the Bucs are going to be able to score enough points. And as long as Brock Purdy just plays okay, they have enough playmakers. Kyle Shanahan's a good enough play caller to just get the ball in the playmakers' hands, score enough points. And potentially cover this three and a half point spread. You're, you're, you're. It's, that's what I've been thinking too. Yeah. Like I, but I mean, I get what you're saying when you say it's Tom Brady going because Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, and his first start ever. How could you not take Brady? And but, the Buccaneers aren't slouches defensively either, right? No. I mean, the Buccaneers can play some defense. So I'm thinking, I mean, shouldn't they have a, a pick six at some point? Shouldn't they be able to do things? But then you say it, and you're like, gosh. Caffrey, Debo, like they can be so creative with all these weapons. Like, is Purdy going to have to even have to actually do anything challenging today? So I'm open. I mean, is there another? I mean, I mean, the Jets Bills game, you know, the Bills are now up to 10 point favorites in that game. You know, in, in cover five, that game is a nine and a half point spread. Jets beat them last time. I mean, is that is that the pick to go with the Jets and take those points? The Bills have not been running away from people lately. I mean, if you want to get crazy, you got Minnesota and Detroit. That's the game that everybody's talking about. That game's so scary. I don't know what to do with it. But if you take, I think everybody feels afraid of that game. So if you take it and you hit it correct, I doubt anybody else is taking that game. And if they are, maybe they're taking Minnesota. So if you go with Detroit in that game, I think that's a that's a possible winner. Now we Detroit is in cover five is a one and a half point spread. We said it go it went up to two and a half. Yeah. That's kind of a rooting against the Packers interest <laughs> as we know the Vikings. But I can't root for the Vikings anyway. They're they're too annoying to root for. Uh, All no, right. another one I really like, although it's it's kind of sketchy is Pittsburgh minus three at home against Baltimore with Tyler Huntley starting Pittsburgh's on a bit of a roll right now. They are. And, and that's been, like, to me, that's Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Like they, they had no right going on the road, beating Indy going, beating Atlanta. Like they're equal teams with a rookie quarterback and they just have the better coach and against Harbaugh. I don't know. That one's tough. That's like, a tough one. I feel like they're very equal. All right. I'm taking officially taking Tampa off and I'm going with the Detroit lions. All right. This is my, uh, I have a little side cover five going on. I'm in first out of 20. This is a big pick. I'm putting a lot on you here, Max. But, oh, boy. Uh, 
But there we go. All right. And I'm and the ESPN Wisconsin. I haven't even told you how to join. Uh, if you want to play in our ESPN Wisconsin pool, we have 1,421 people that are playing this week. You got to use join code WI22. That is WI22. Winner wins 100 bucks when you are playing Cover 5 with us. That is WI22. And I just, on the ESPN Wisconsin pick, I just made the change. Detroit Lions in, Tampa Bay Buccaneers out. Max, this is all on you. This is all on you. All right. How are you doing on cover five and cover five? I'm doing I'm not doing well in the Wisconsin one. I'm like way, way behind. But in the GKB one, I am twelfth out of out of 185. Yeah, so. I kind of thought I saw you somewhere up yeah, there. Yeah, the I'm mix. doing I'm doing okay there. I had a rough week last week, but overall it's been a pretty good uh season for me. All right. Well, it has uh, overall been a pretty rough season for the Green Bay Packers, so we hope this bye week does some good things for them, as it does the uh, Chicago Bears, who uh, we may here at uh, Good Karma have uh, a little bit of a rooting interest in now, uh, as they both have their bye weeks. Uh, Enjoy your football Sundays. Remember, stay healthy, stay together, survive today, and thrive tomorrow. Don't settle. Thanks to Max. Thanks to Colin. Thanks to Jeff Smullian. His book, Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down, The Ups, Downs, and Reinvention of an Entrepreneur. Jeff Smolian's book available wherever you buy books. Purchase that one. We appreciate Jeff joining us today. And uh, enjoy week 14, your football Sunday. I'll send you out the way Kyle would normally. Like, what's like, it ain't brand new.